My name is Lindsay Shea, and you are listening to Boxed. We're on episode four, and if you haven't already, go and listen to episode one first. We're telling the story in order. The story of Tony Walker, who was accused of murdering, his girlfriend, Mary Sue Whitaker, in February of 1989. Hearsay. Really? That's what this whole trial was pretty much based on. What other people said. Isn't that kind of scary? Anyone could make up something about you. Maybe someone that didn't like you. An ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. A rival at work. And say things about you that weren't true and it be held against you as if it were. And then you have to pay for it because there's no way to prove it isn't true because it is just hearsay? Yeah, it's really freaking scary. Well, that's pretty much what happened in Tony's case. Hearsay was allowed in the courtroom and was allowed to be heard. Crazy, right? So what exactly did this hearsay consist of? Who did it come from? Well, it came from Mary Sue Whitaker's family and some friends. People who weren't fond of Tony in the first place were allowed to paint a picture for the jury however they pleased. And the picture they painted was one of an abusive, angry boyfriend. This picture was painted by several witnesses. There was Carl Amos, who was Mary Sue's cousin. He said in court, that he saw a cut under Mary Sue's nose in October or November of 1988, and the area was swollen. He asked her what happened, and he testified that Mary Sue claimed Tony had shoved her into a door. Amos also said that right before Thanksgiving, he saw a mark on her face, and Mary Sue told him that Tony and her had been arguing, and Tony had hit her at the on-cue pool hall. But Glenda Hicks was a part-time bartender at the on-cue pool hall in the fall of 1988 and in January and February of 1989. And she said she saw the couple frequently together at the pool hall. She testified that she had never seen them argue and never saw Tony assault Mary Sue. She said they just seemed really happy. And Mary Sue had told Hicks that Tony did not want to continue their relationship and that he was going to try to reconcile with his wife. And she said that after that, she saw them less frequently. Amos also testified that Mary Sue had been in a car accident around November 6th and again on November 19th. The accident on November 6th, she was with Bonnie Whitaker, her sister-in-law, and Don Whitaker, her brother, and they hit a cow. Mary Sue and Bonnie went to the hospital afterwards. And on November 19th, Mary Sue hit a mailbox and a tree and total lost her car. So both accidents were right around the time when he apparently observed the cut and the mark on her face. He testified of another occasion on Christmas Eve and said he saw bruises on her arm. And Mary Sue had told him they were caused by Tony grabbing her and shaking her. Clyde W. Billings was an ex-boyfriend of Mary Sue's and a friend, and he testified in court that in January of 1989, Mary Sue told him that she wanted Tony to leave her alone, but he wouldn't. She had bruises on her left arm and leg, and Mary Sue had told him that Tony had grabbed her by the arm 
and kicked her in the lower part of the leg. But for someone who wanted Tony to leave her alone, she sure went willingly to see him and seemed happy to go off with him, which was attested to at trial by several witnesses. Bonnie Whitaker, Mary Sue's sister-in-law, testified at the trial. She was married to Don Whitaker, Mary Sue's brother, and she said that Mary Sue lived with her before she died. She said that in October of 88, she saw that Mary Sue had a swollen upper lip and stitches, and Bonnie said that Mary Sue told her that her and Tony had gotten into a scuffle, an argument, and he had thrown her into a door casing frame. She said she didn't want her brother Don to know, but Mary Sue had told Cindy Baxter, a friend, that she had fallen and cut her lip. Bonnie said that the reason she told Cindy this was because Mary Sue wanted her privacy. But medical records of Mary Sue showed that she had told the nurse at Cone Hospital when she went in to have her lip treated that she'd fallen and busted her lip. The same thing that she had told Cindy. She also told Dr. Lepore, her doctor in Pleasant Garden, the same thing. Bonnie also testified that after the car accident on November 6, she didn't see any bruises on Mary Sue, and that she saw bruises on Mary Sue three or four days prior to the November 19th car accident. When asked if Mary Sue had gotten those bruises from the car accident where she hit the cow, she replied, no, she did not get those bruises. Bonnie testified that Mary Sue said that Tony had grabbed her because they were arguing over something, and he grabbed her and held her real tight, and said that was how she had gotten those bruises. Bonnie also testified that Mary Sue didn't have any bruises on her arm the evening she died before she went with Tony, but that she saw a bruise on Mary Sue's arm at the funeral home. Well, once you die, your blood starts pooling after death. And did she really inspect her arms the night before she went out? I can't even tell you what people were wearing at my house the night before, let alone if they had a bruise on their arm. About a week before Mary Sue died, it was February 5th, her and Tony were at a gas station, and the police were called. Randall Vaden testified that he was working part-time at Terry's Curb Market, and around 5.30 to 6 p.m., he heard a car horn blow. He looked outside and saw Mary Sue sitting behind the driver's seat of a white Ford pickup truck. The truck door on the driver's side was open, and Tony was standing outside of the truck, choking Mary Sue. The witness called the police. Kim Weitzel, with the Guilford County Sheriff's Department, testified that he responded to that call at the curb market, and when he got there, Tony and Mary Sue were talking. Mary Sue had been crying, but she wouldn't talk about what happened. Tony says that that day Mary Sue was really upset because her husband's brother had committed suicide and had just died, and he was trying to console her. He said he never choked her or anything, and they left together in the truck when the police left. Anyone neutral to both Mary Sue and Tony had witnessed nothing of this kind of behavior. Eric Cossey testified that the couple always seemed happy, and he had never witnessed them arguing and had never witnessed Tony hitting Mary Sue. David McKinney testified that the couple lived with him for around three weeks and that during that time he saw Mary Sue's lip injured and that Mary Sue had told him that she had walked into a door. He said there were marks on the wall where she turned walking out of the bedroom and walked straight into the door framing while she was drinking. She was still bleeding when she told him this. Tony took her to the hospital that night. She had stitches put in. 
McKinney also said that one night when he came home, he saw Mary Sue holding a gun threatening to kill herself. He said Tony was trying to get her to put the gun down. McKinney said that Mary Sue was upset threatening to kill herself because she did not want Tony to leave her. And because of that incident, he asked them to find another place to live. If what family and friends of Mary Sue said was true about Tony's behavior towards her, then why was Mary Sue so taken by Tony? Mary Sue had cried and told a friend that she would kill herself before she would live without Tony. She had also told her that Mary Sue's father had forbade Mary Sue to see Tony, but that she wasn't going to listen to her family. There were problems that were brought out in court. An expert in the field of handwriting analysis identified love poems that Mary Sue had written to Tony. She was completely infatuated with Tony. All these witnesses who testified at trial against Tony, saying that Mary Sue had told them about Tony being abusive to her, they all went in together to see Detective Hill. Bonnie testified in court that she had went to the station with a group of the family and Carl Amos. They all said all went together in a group to see Detective Hill the day Mary Sue was buried. They said they went up there together to see what they were doing about what had happened and if they were pressing charges against Tony. What's terrifying about this hearsay is that this was allowed in the courtroom with nothing to back it up or prove that it was true. This was allowed to be heard. There was no evidence directly tying Tony to the murder, but he was convicted because of what other people said that someone who was dead had said to them. A week before her death, Mary Sue was busted for pot. When Bonnie was asked in court if Mary Sue had told her about that, she responded no. And when asked if Mary Sue kept some things to herself, Bonnie responded, she may have. If she did, I don't know it because I don't know about it. The night she died, she went to meet Tony on Ledbetter Dirt Road. Bonnie asked her not to go, but Mary Sue was happy that night. Bonnie said she heard Mary Sue talking to Tony on the telephone before she left to meet him, and she had told him he was going to have to choose between her and his wife. Mary Sue told her that they were thinking about renting a motel room for a month. Family and friends of Mary Sue all claimed that Mary Sue had told them that Tony was violent and abusive with her. But Tony was never accused of being abusive or violent with his wife Kathy or any previous girlfriends. Friends say they never saw Tony violent or aggressive. I've never seen him in an argument or a fight or nothing. Matter of fact, I've heard since the whole time he's been in prison. He ain't never been rode up for fighting or nothing like that. Just like Tony's friend Larry said, for someone who is so violent, he's not had a single infraction in prison in the last 26 years. His last infraction wasn't even one of violence. It was for disobeying an order. For someone who was so violent, you think prison would be a trigger and bring that trait out in an individual. But no, not one violent infraction ever. And not a single infraction in 26 years. And let's be honest, no one really knew Mary Sue, apparently. Tony said he had no clue she had the problems that she had until it came out in trial. Her own family and friends testified at trial that they didn't know. When Bonnie Whitaker was asked in court if Mary Sue had ever told her that she'd gone to counseling about being suicidal, Bonnie responded, quote, No, I never took her as no suicidal person. She loved life too much. No one really knew who Mary Sue was. 